0: Have you ever noticed how children kind of have a kamikaze uh, approach to life, where invariably, unless you have eyes on all sides of your head, children will gravitate towards something which is going to hurt them. Uh, have you ever noticed how they do that? Like they—they. They, I remember, like I used to love jumping off stuff when I was a child. I'd climb anything and jump off it. Now I never actually broke—I never actually broke a bone, which is quite amazing considering my childhood. Never actually broke one, but we said climb or, or I'd climb any sort of a stack of chairs or table when I was when I was young and jump off. Uh, when things when I got a bit older and I was climbing trees, absolutely no problem climbing any any height of a tree at all You'd get to the very top, like to the last top limb of the tree. You know what I mean? Whoa! <laughs> I used love it. I absolutely love the terror of it. Uh, then yeah, just how we gravitate towards things that aren't necessarily good for us. I mean, if you allow children to eat whatever they want, will they sit down and say, OK, I need a balanced diet? Will children say that? No, they will not. Right? They'll say, where are the biscuits? Where are the crisps? Where's the Coke? Let's get this party started. And right? uh, then, but That same mentality doesn't just leave us when we um, hit the ripe old age of 18 or 21 or whatever you consider adulthood to be. Uh, that, that, that approach, that mentality... I think goes, often goes with us, just the way we satisfy it is different. But the, it's the same kind of kamikaze uh, approach to life where we, we think we want, well, we want things, we say we want things, we desire things that aren't good for us. And we kind of know they're not good for us, but we still desire them anyway. And we're still convinced, we still believe over and over and over and over and over and over again that this thing that hasn't satisfied me in the past will satisfy me now. You know, So whatever sinful tendency it was, whatever kind of um, uh, mad Saturday night uh, we, we've had in the past, which end up so often in disappointment and uh, broken heels off your stilettos and uh, disappointed relationships or superficial relationships or drunkenness or just a whole load of money spent, uh, kind of nothing to show for it, and thrills and spills, but at the end of the day, unsatisfying. And yet, so, so, so often, people in that age range of, of, of socialising will still say, well, let's try it again next Saturday. Maybe next Saturday will be fun. And we keep doing it. Just keep doing it, even though it wasn't really fun last time. And similarly, as, as, as adults, uh, we can be convinced that a certain amount of money, a certain amount of pleasure, a certain relationship, a certain house, uh, or a house in a certain place, or a certain lifestyle... And then I'll be happy. And we kind of then we kamikaze our, our our lives towards this by putting all our eggs into that basket by working so so hard that we haven't time for the family or friends or anyone else. We we put everything into this like we, we invest all that we have into this basically crisps and coke version of life that we think if we have this we'll be happy. And then maybe we get maybe we do get there. Maybe I mean people work hard; they can achieve an awful lot. And you discover, well, now that I'm here, it's grand. Yeah, it's nice. Yes, I'm glad we have this house. I'm I'm happy with it. But I'm still unsatisfied. I'm still unsatisfied. It's a it's a it, I don't know how Jenny. How long do we have to live before we learn this lesson? Or I don't know if we could I don't know if we could have two two shots at life. You know, kind of now that I know all of this, can I start my life again? Well, then would you want to go back? Would you want to go back through all of your teenage years, knowing what you know and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it's the reason we get one shot at life, uh, we should—we were supposed to learn and bring bring this bring this wisdom with us. You think of what's it called, the Twenty Seven Club? That unfortunate uh, title given to, to, to this club of. It's not so it's much a club was a grouping of stars who became quite famous in their twenties and then ended their lives by 27. Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and Amy Winehouse. 27. You know, reached a, such a star, stardom and fame and influence and power, and ended their own lives at 27. It's, it's, it's desperately sad when you think of it to, to, to get everything you want and far more everything you desire rather than everything you, rather than everything you need everything you want you know all the relationships and drugs or pleasure, money, influence ever knowing your name all that kind of stuff that to get all of that and realize it's nothing it's actually nothing at all it means nothing it's just all straw when Moses came down from meeting the Lord as we hear in the book of Exodus here when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses the skin on his face shone so much that they would not venture near him when he had come from the presence of the Lord he irradiated he was radiant he irradiated he was changed it was still him it was still him but very, very different, like a different version, like, like the best version, like this, this holy version. This, this uh, He had been in the presence of God who had now such filled him and now that presence of God was radiating from him. It's not, it's not Moses radiating of his, of, of his own accord. It's God in him, God through him. He spends time with God and it changes him, it transforms him. Gives him peace, so, so much so that those who are with him feel something of, of the divine. In our gospel, then, it says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone has found. He hides it again, goes off happy, happy, sells everything he owns, and buys the field. So this finding the Lord, finding faith, it should make us happy, right? It should ha- make us uh, grant us actual happiness, actual fulfilment, not the, the, the elusive promise uh, of, of of pleasure or, or happiness which invariably fails and invariably leaves us feeling more empty than we were before. This this relationship in the or this, this this discovery makes us leaves us feeling actually happy. Actual happiness and then spending time with the Lord, we, like Moses, can or should be transformed also interiorly. So that when people meet us or see us, there's something a bit different about us. There's something a bit peaceful about us. I was going to say something a bit otherworldly. That sounds a bit uh, strange, but uh, something a bit... Like when you've met people who, who spend time with the Lord and know the Lord well, their hearts are focused on different things. Their hearts are they are focused on more... On deeper things, on things that actually really matter. They have a happiness which is rooted not in this life or anything this life offers, a happiness that's rooted in God, which doesn't mean by the way you can't have or shouldn't have a healthier, a happy family life and all those relationships in, in work and, and, and good friendships. And Absolutely we should and we need those things we've been created as as, as social beings as people created in a family and even God himself wants wants to create a family and wants us to be together in heaven as a as one body as one family sharing his divine nature so he does want communion and community that this isn't the problem so don't think that it's just kind of me and God and nothing else no one else matters no it's me and God and because of that I can invest in my family and friends and all those other relationships but with the priority with the number one priority being me and the Lord and then once I found him and I find happiness and I'm transformed then I have something authentic to offer the world we are frantically trying to find happiness today I think I'm not totally up to date with the financial situation in Ireland it seems that on the whole We're doing well, we seem to have a lot of debt, but we're spending a lot of money. Um, We seem to be earning a lot of money and spending a lot of money, I suppose that works out, I don't know. Uh, But, I mean, you see a lot of new cars on the road, you see a lot of people building big houses. We seem quite affluent or comfortable on average. Are we any happier? Are we any happier? What are our levels of suicide like? What are our levels of alcoholism like? What are our levels of those on on antidepressants like? Are we happy? I would argue we're not. That beautiful quotation from St. Augustine from the 5th century still rings so true. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, regardless of what else we have, fame or fortune. Without you, Lord, we we will not be at peace. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone has found. He hides it again, goes off happy, sells everything he owns, everything, and buys the field. Lord, we ask today that our faith may grant us authentic happiness. And that we won't feel the need to, to kamikaze our way through lives, risking everything for fleeting happiness, but that we might find our authentic, lasting happiness in you and in you alone. Amen.